lives matter or just some black lives? The black lives killed by black men matter, right? Yes? The black babies killed in the abortions clinics matter, right? Thought so. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we're creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. These are movies for the people, by the people. So today, we're going to pick back up from last week. We were mm-hmm. talking about the, you had mentioned the um, Google. Oh, yeah, the Google thing. Yes. Yes, I have some follow-up to do. Okay. So, okay. Brief rundown. Huh? I said a brief rundown. A brief rundown. Okay, so the all right, a couple of weeks ago, we did a, read an article, uh, it was, on Infowars, but it was also in The Guardian, mm-hmm. talking about how Google had changed the the AI in Google Enterprise to make the autocorrect feature totally woke. And so they gave examples of phrases or words that you would type and it would pop up and give you more inclusive right. suggestions. And our question, rightly so, was... Hey, uh, wait a minute. All of the schools are using Google Chrome. Google Chromebooks and, you know, Google Education Suite, right? Uh And so so I did a little bit of research on my own. That's what we do, right? So we should do that. So... uh, And and suggest that other people should contact their schools and ask. Yeah, and, and you should as well. Just to make sure, but I can tell you, I contacted our children's school knowing that they use Google Chromebooks, Chromebooks and education online uh, because all the students have a Gmail account. Right. right? And so it I sticks with them. I sent them the article and I said, could you check? Do you use Google Enterprise? And he wrote back and he said, no, we use Google Education Suite. Mm-hmm. And then later in the day. He said, I, I typed in the phrases referenced in this article and I, I didn't get any, you know, woke responses from, <laughs> from the software. And so, uh, so I was relieved about that. And then I read oh, a day or two after that, that Google had quietly deactivated that feature. Um, hmm. Well, apparently they had a lot of complaints, but it was a different Google Enterprise is different from. Google Classroom. Google Classroom, I think, is yeah. what it is. So, Or Education Suite. I think it's Google Classroom. I know the kids have Google Classroom. Yeah. Yeah. So so the update is uh, it seems to have been deactivated because they were caught. Yeah. All right. So. <clears throat> thank you, Watchdogs. Thank you, Watchdogs. So there's one. Um, I have a, a, a couple of funny... Uh, kind of an update on the whole Disney fiasco. Oh, yeah. Um, from uh, the Daily Malarkey. And <laughs> Which is they... a real news site. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not. It's just you go to dailymalarkey.com and it's just sign up for our email. Oh. And they do a podcast now called, oh. called Malarkey Pod. Oh, okay. Um, but they've got these um, snippets from all these 
news sites about various subjects and they've got, so this is from the wall street journal. Um, Quote, Disney's clash with Florida has CEOs on alert. State's pushback against the company shows the risks executive executives may confront. In private meetings and coaching sessions over the past few weeks, top business leaders have been asking a version of the same question. How can we avoid becoming the next Walt Disney company? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done, parents yes. and governors um, willing to take a stand. <laughs> Uh, from Bloomberg, right? Not exactly the bastion of conservative thought. Um, quote, Mickey Mouse's corporate progressivism's canary in a coal mine. <laughs> the Fuhrer facing Walt Disney Company in Florida is a warning that capitalism won't regain its legitimacy by alienating half the country. Duh. This is interesting. But the problem with corporate progressivism is that it is destined to be as counterproductive as it is windy. How can you renew businesses' license to operate if you are alienated the con- alienating the conservative half of the country? Michael Jordan's famous observation that Republicans buy sneakers too needs to be modified in the light of today's corporate antics. Republicans have values too. The more businesses endorse the left side of the culture war, the more they will motivate the other side. <laughs> and this is interesting. Getting, quote, kind of pushed by your employees is hardly an, hardly an exercise in leadership. This is quoting Disney's CEO saying he was kind of pushed. Uh-huh. Corporate progressives like to chide Milton Friedman and his supporters for short-termism. But what could be more short-termist than winning easy applause by promising to solve the world's most pressing problems? Rebecca Henderson, a Harvard Business School professor and one of the leading gurus of the new paradigm, called one of her books, Reimagining Capitalism in a World on Fire. <laughs> Corporate progressives, however, are lighting fire, fighting fire with gasoline. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, and tying into our podcast last week, the greatest legacy of the stakeholder value movement may well be to add woke washing to the list of corporate crimes. <laughs> so there you have that. So I'm uh, what I take away from this is be encouraged because when we fight back by taking our dollar somewhere else mm-hmm. and speaking out about these things, it does eventually make it up the chain. Disney mm-hmm. has lost, I don't know, 40 plus billion dollars over this whole thing. Mm-hmm. They are just just going down the, the tubes and uh does that make me happy it makes me happy to see wokeism going down the toilet mm-hmm. and and seeing all these other companies listen if there's one thing that you know about all these major corporations is that when they're losing money it does affect them so just uh be encouraged it does make a difference when we speak out Okay, I've got, um, of course, one of the things that we want to talk about, of course, is this, uh, you've all heard by now, the Roe v. Wade uh, Supreme Court that leak. that the leak came out, and we, we purposely didn't jump right on it because we wanted to make sure that it was legitimate. It turns out that it is a legitimate draft that was leaked. 
Um, yours truly has read the draft and, um, I've got some highlights of it. We just wanted to talk about it, but the interesting thing about, uh, you know, what's happening with all this, I've got, I've got some clips to share. Well, and it's interesting, um, as of this recording, there's new publications out that the Supreme Court's majority vote to overturn Roe remains intact. And it looks like uh, John Roberts is still attempting to persuade um, Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh to take a more incremental approach. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. But as somebody else that I read pointed out that Kavanaugh and Barrett, uh, this may be their because of how unpopular or unpopular their decisions have already been, mm-hmm. you know, flat out refusing to hear any of the challenges to the election, um, denying religious exemptions for people in the military over the vax mandate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have not been very conservative on much of anything. Right. And, um, you know, you can say, listen, the courts aren't swayed by popular opinion, but the courts are made up of people mm-hmm. and they are uh, under the influence of popular opinion. So just keep all of these justices in your prayers, especially now with all the the nut jobs that are they're protesting out in front of their houses. Yeah. You know, but of course, it's all the right wingers. <laughs> Extremists. <laughs> Extremists. <laughs> So um, we'll get to that in a second. I have I have some clips. Okay. So um, this one's fun. I you haven't heard this one. I got this oh. from Libs of TikTok. Okay. okay. Oh, that's so, one of my faves. Right. So whenever you hear this argument of that, um, that especially you Christians who are listening and you're not, and you still are thinking. It doesn't matter if my kids go to a public school because we take them to church, mm-hmm. right? And they're still, they're not being influenced that much. We have more influence over them. Listen to this teacher, okay? My kids from last year are now in fifth grade and they come visit me almost every day after school. And a lot of them are queer because I am queer. And so, and they figured it out. And so I've become their safe space. And today they found my guess who. And they started playing guess who, but they didn't play it the normal way. How did they play it? They use things like, This person looks like a lesbian baddie who's going to come over and make you dinner. Well, which one of these characters is going to be, is a lesbian baddie that's going to come over and make you dinner? Oh, Olivia is? Oh, great. Um, which character just looks gay? Well, meet Mike. Um, these kids, I'm so happy that they are figuring out who they are and that they're happy with who they are and that they found a safe place. But man... I could never imagine being in fifth grade saying these things out loud, even though I know they're all all okay. I grew up super religious where nothing was okay. And so seeing this happen, I'm like, ah, but I'm always like, yay, but ah. Wow. Right? All right. Teacher uh, just celebrating all the influence that she's had over these kids that a bunch of them now think that they're queer because why? Because I'm queer. Yeah. And... I've influenced them and mm-hmm. I've become their safe space is mm-hmm. what she says. Yeah. There's your, it's a public school, school teacher. She's just mocking you parents. Yeah. She's just mocking you. She, she, so here's one to follow up with that. You ready for this? Okay. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. 
Whoa, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, that's what they believe. No, 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 no. That is what they believe. Mm -hmm. They're not yours. Mm -hmm. They're not your kids. They're ours. We we own them. So, um, okay. It's going to be a bloodbath come November. (laughs) We can only pray. Better take that out. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. You right-winger extremist. <laughs> okay, I've got... Um, so, speaking of uh, we, the people, making a difference to the bottom lines of these corporations. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to be painful. Uh, but this is from... Part of this is from Infowars, and part of it is from CNN. Meet the companies that will facilitate abortions for red state employees. Oh, okay. You ready? Employees of these woke companies who live in red states will still be able to obtain abortions should Roe v. Wade be overturned. Since conservative-leaning states began flexing their legislative muscles to outlaw abortion within their borders or severely limit its practice, companies from the likes of Amazon to Yelp have been drafting policies that will pay for employees' abortions should they live in a state that outlaws the practice. After Politico published the leak, the leaked Supreme Court decision, indicating that Roe v. Wade may be in its final days, more and more companies have been actively considering implementing such a practice, with none other than Amazon joining the fold this week. Gets better, you ready? Amazon became the latest corporation, they're quoting CNN now, became the latest corporation to cover employees' travel costs to seek abortion care. The company told staff it would pay up to $4,000 in travel expenses annually for medical treatments, including abortions, according to a message seen by Reuters. Wow. An Amazon spokesperson confirmed the nature of the Reuters report to CNN. Here's the list. Amazon joined Citigroup, Yelp, Uber, Lyft, Bumble, don't know what Bumble is, Match Group, and Salesforce to draft such a policy. On Tuesday, Levi Strauss and Company reminded its employees that its current benefits program will grant reimbursements for healthcare related travel expenses for services not available in their home state, including those related to reproductive health care and abortions. Wow. So. <clears throat> Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. It's so sad because, uh, you know, especially I like Levi's. (laughs) But, you know. And Amazon. And Amazon. But I just can't. I can't go along with this. No. And, you know, what's hard, and I understand because we use Amazon all the time. I think everybody does. Right? It's so, it's difficult because... They, when you've got a, a company like Amazon, for example, that, you know, in what they do, and Amazon has revolutionized retail. Mm-hmm. It is, it is amazing. And if you're in some of the larger markets, we're in a market now where you can get same day delivery. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to leave. You can click it and they bring it to you two hours later. It yeah. is, it is amazing. Uh, so we love, we love the convenience of it and, and, the selection and everything that they've done, but 
you know, and so when you tell people, oh, you got to boycott Amazon, you know what? There's, there are some things that are, you just can't readily do, right? There are some things that you look for that you can't find anywhere other than Mm -hmm. Amazon. And it feels like it's everywhere. And we talked about this last week. Why is it everywhere? It's because it's, it's uh, the, the loonies have seized control of all of the finances. Mm -hmm. So if you're Amazon and you want to build a new warehouse, you need financing. And to get the financing, you have to go to these woke financial institutions. That's why every corporation now has a equity and inclusion and diversity officer. Yeah. Like my friend, my, my buddy from high school. Yeah. Who was telling me about, and he works for a very large corporation and they were, uh, they were on a corporate conference call with the equity and inclusion and <laughs> diversity officer yeah, for over an hour. Uh, and they were talking about <laughs> that. What should, should we not call drones UAVs because that's unmanned aerial vehicle instead of UAV, maybe it should be unpersoned aerial vehicle. Why does it matter? Get to the point. These people have jobs. Wow. This is their job is to think of things like that. I'm sure the uh, the the UAV is is real upset if it gets called the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. Are you ready for another clip? Okay. Okay. Lives matter or just some black lives? <laughs> the black lives killed by black men matter, right? Yes. Yes. The black babies killed in the abortions clinics matter, right? Thought so. The black the black officers killed by that bastard in, in Minnesota, that matters too, right? Okay. But the black babies that are killed in the abortion clinics don't matter, do they? Medical people. Uh, do their lives matter? Does the future of our black babies matter? Huh? What's up? What's up? Awful quiet now, aren't they? Uh-huh. It's okay if we kill them in the womb, right? But you have a problem when we, you don't seem to really have a problem when we kill them on the streets. Yes, well, we know they're the same is, issue. If we, don't, if we don't respect the lives of our unborn children enough to save them and fight for them, our lives mean nothing once we're born. Bravo to that man. Bravo. So this was, uh, gosh, so this, I got the article on The Blaze. This is a clip off of Twitter. Um, yeah, this was a video. In the video, a group of doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals are seen holding sign that say Black Lives Matter and white coats for black lives. Um, and then, of course, you heard what he had to say. To, and I don't know who, I don't know the man's name, but if he's out there listening, bravo. Thank yeah. you for just telling it like it is and when you watch the the video clip it's it's really fascinating to see how how quickly they all just clam up yeah they're all just out there oh yeah well no we well you know you can't you can't agree with what he says even though what he says is in concurrence with what you just agreed to so anyway so so what else you got i've got um, 
I have the some some excerpts from the the leaked draft. Okay. Okay. So, as we said, this is uh, does seem to be legitimate. Um, and I just wanted to read some of this. This was written by Justice Samuel Alito. Now I have to give one quick legal definition here. This is what's called. Uh, I think it's stare, de, stare, stare decisis, okay, which is a term you'll hear. Uh, stare decisis is the doctrine that courts will adhere to precedent in making their decisions. Stare decisis means to stand by things decided. When a court faces a legal argument, if a previous court has ruled on the same or a closely related issue, then the court will make their decision in alignment with the previous court's decision. All right, so <clears throat> this is why whenever you read a legal finding, it always references some other case and some other case and some other case because eventually you find something that was really similar that's already been decided and upheld. So it's the, the notion of precedent. So this is uh, the majority opinion, it appears, written by Justice Alito. Uh, he writes, abortion presents a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply conflicting views. Some believe fervently that a human person comes into being at conception and that abortion ends an innocent life. Others feel just as strongly that any regulation of abortion invades a woman's right to control her body and prevents women from achieving full equality. Still others in a third group think that abortion should be allowed under some but not all circumstances, and those within those group hold a variety of views about the particular restrictions that should be imposed. I'm, I'm just giving you the, some of the highlights here because it's the whole thing is 98 pages, I think. Um, so he goes on and talks about um, Roe v. Wade and uh, kind of the, the arguments that went into it. Um, at the time of Roe, 30 states still prohibited abortion at all stages. In the years prior to that decision, about a third of the states had liberalized their laws, but Roe abruptly ended that political process. This is the thing that I, I think intelligent people understand. This is not going to end abortion. No. Mm -mm. It just gives it back to the states it gives to it back decide. To the states. Right. And that's the that has been... You know, as long as I've been alive, right, it was decided January of 1973. I was born in 73. So this has always been the Achilles heel of Roe is that it is such a terrible. It, there is nothing in the Constitution that guarantees you a right to an abortion. Right. And he just he just goes through this. And in the first couple pages, he just shreds this, uh, this, this original decision. And he references some other. Um, some other cases in this, but, um, okay. So this is all because of, uh, a law that was passed in Mississippi, right? Before us now is one such state law. The state of Mississippi asks us to uphold the constitutionality of a law that generally prohibits an abortion after the 15th week of pregnancy, several weeks before the point at which a fetus is now regarded as viable outside the womb. Remember this argument, this discussion with Klopfer, mm -hmm. and he he had this whole notion in his mind of, you know, when a child is viable and when it's not, and you pointed out to him that that's changed <laughs> over the years. Mm -hmm. 
And for Klopfer was the abortionist who we interviewed for our first documentary film, Inwood Drive. Right. Okay. Um, so to the to the interesting part, we hold that Roe and Casey. Okay, Casey is a different case that he cites through the first couple pages. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. That provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. The right to abortion does not fall within this category. Absolutely. Uh, Page six. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. Millions of children have been murdered. 60 million plus? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is time... This is, this is... This last paragraph is amazing. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. The permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it are to be resolved, like most important questions in our democracy, by citizens trying to persuade one another and then voting. Mm-hmm. He's quoting Casey 505 US at 979. Okay. Uh, that is what the Constitution and the rule of law demand. Amen. And I've only gotten, I mean, I've only taken you up through middle of page six but right it goes on and on well it's, well it's well and it's interesting because of how you know they put up the um the fence around mm-hmm. the supreme court and uh on friday of last week cnn warned that the leaked draft decision that indicates the u.s supreme court put, could potentially overturn the controversial roe v wade mm-hmm. uh would spark protests by the far right right by the far right <laughs> by the far right and I tell you, the, the thing that's that's the most um, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious and I'm not I'm not being conspiracy theorist here. This is conspiracy reality. Uh, this administration is in so much trouble right now. You think about it, they have done absolutely everything wrong and and mostly it's been on purpose. And I think mm-hmm. the rest of it is just sheer stupidity. They just are the most incompetent people on the planet. So pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for our nation. But I think this was deliberate. Mm-hmm. And I think the leak. Yeah, the leak was oh, yeah. deliberate because what does it do? It creates chaos. Mm-hmm. You're already starting to see that. They need chaos so that they can start to seize control and pass emergency legislation to do things. And I think how this ties in with, and we haven't talked about this, but we, we probably will as we go, is this new... DHS office, the office of disinformation. Mm -hmm. This is really the ministry of truth. The ministry of truth. (laughs) Um, You haven't heard the last of this. This is, this is really frightening because this is not, it was rightly pointed out. Look at which department, which agency this new department is part of department of Homeland security. They have police powers. Mm -hmm. So, 
at what point will they just start going around and arresting people? And don't tell me it's not possible. The FBI is already going around and bullying journalists. Mm-hmm. They're already, you know, busting in and, and, you know, tossing, you know, tossing their apartments and that and, and going through, you know, materials that are that, that they don't even have warrants for. Because the FBI is part of this. They've been completely politicized. So I just think it's a scary time uh, for all of us. But especially, I just want to ask all of you to keep us in your prayers as we start on our next film. Mm -hmm. Because it's a great time to be alive if you're, you're, you know, going to make an investigative documentary about the transgender movement. Yeah. And... uh, so we could really use your prayers on that. The film is called Dysphoria, and we're fundraising for that right now. Yeah. And so you want to tell them how they can help us? Yeah. You can go to dysphoriamovie.com or just go to visit our website, fearlessfeatures.org, and you can find the films there. But like we said, you know, these movies are for the people, by the people. We have watched the Lord work in incredible, just incredible ways with the mind polluters and even Inwood Drive mm-hmm. about the abortion, the abortionist who was shut down. And so, you know, and excitingly, in June, the um, at the, the GOP Texas convention, uh, Senator Bob Hall has secured a room and no, they, right. yeah, they're going to show The Mind Polluters, our newest film, uh, twice a day, all three days <laughs> at the, it's the largest GOP convention that there is in the United States. And so it's really exciting. State GOP. The state yeah. GOP, yeah. 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 So, so The Mind Polluters is out now on streaming. Mm-hmm. You can stream it on Vimeo. If you want to find that, you can go, go to our to, website. Go to our website fearlessfeatures.org mm-hmm. or themindpolluters.com. Um, it's on a, a service called Vimeo, and Vimeo has an app you can install it on your smart TV. You can watch it just like any other film, so it's rentable there. We also have DVDs. Yeah, they are going to be shipped, start shipping on May 20th. So very soon the DVDs will start going out. Um, and the Spanish translation is coming soon yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're just waiting on uh on those uh elements to come back and you know probably early june that'll be available and we'll probably make it available streaming first yeah i don't know i've never done a spanish film so if it's if there's a market for dvds for that we'll do that too yeah so but other than that you so every every rental and every dvd purchase it helps support our filmmaking ministry like mark said earlier we are fundraising for dysphoria and when we say movies for the people by the people we are 100 percent uh donor funded so the truth can be told uncensored and we by that we mean we do not take grant mon- money we don't or take grants mm-mm. we don't take uh organization donation i mean you know we don't take influencer money we serve the is. Lord. We serve the Lord. So, um, and it's it's really counterintuitive to most people. And a lot of people that have come along and said, "Well, what you ought to be doing is this." And then <laughs> we point out, we smile. We you know we we show them how far the film has gone without all of those things that we just absolutely have to have, and right. are baffled. Yeah, I say it's because it's not our film; it's the Lord's. So. So, yeah. So if you want to help us, visit fearlessfeatures.org. We would love to have you join our fearless family and make a difference. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. Tuesday.